Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Rush, Brandon, Caden, and we're going to be discussing uh, Premier League and kind of the first couple weeks of action that have uh, already occurred, and this is going to be the first episode of this installment, and you'll have panels of us kind of going back and forth, but sometimes you'll probably get a solo episode, but still, if you're a fan of uh, British, the highest tier um, of British really soccer, nice. I mean... Yeah, definitely many, stay tuned for the series. Not just British, but European. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, it is the tie in the world. Yeah, the world. It's, it's the biggest league in the world, the best league in the world, and the world. you'd be silly if you thought we weren't going to cover it. Yeah, yeah we, we definitely had to, you know, get something in the works, and hopefully this is going to be, a, you know, a nice episode to kick it off, and um, couldn't be happier that all these guys are here. I know Brady's missing out as a Tottenham guy. He'll have a lot to say in the next episode. Thane as well, being a Chelsea supporter. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Thane as well. We'll definitely need Chelsea. to get him uh, on for this series. But uh, since it's the four of us, mm-hmm. um, I figure we can kind of go around the table here and kind of go over our teams. I know Caden and Brandon, you guys are yeah. going to have some questions. Um, but as kind of like, I would definitely call myself like a newbie. Uh, fan of Premier League, honestly. I'm kind of uh, rowdies for life over here. Um, <laughs> not, and, and I will always be. Uh, the rowdies can smack any Premier League Forza team. I, I, I will sleep on that fact. Forza I will die on that hill. You'll be sleeping for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but I, I, you know, I had, ever since middle school, I've always had like a connection to Arsenal somehow. Mm. Uh, I, would, I used to watch highlights like... During my remedial math class when mm. I had nothing going on, I'd just be jamming out, just watching them on YouTube and shit. Um, but now, you know, I'm finally going to actually get into mm. it and dive into the roster, dive into the stand-ins, and just kind of dive into this league. Uh, obviously, soccer is kind of the biggest it's ever been over here in the States because of Messi. I, I, I Obviously, you know, me and Caden have had this argument before, the, but... I mean, Messi and, and the Rays of, of Christian Pulisic and all that oh, yes. stuff right now. We can't deny it's that. Con- it's contributing to the rise of, uh, of American soccer. Um, but as an Arsenal fan, for the first two weeks, we're obviously, you know, 2-0, and 2 um, And we look pretty okay yeah. from what I what I saw. You, you guys look good. Honestly, you, know? you do look good. We beat Nottingham Forest uh, 2-1 in uh, week one. Mm, honestly, Nottingham Forest, they're not the best team, but they've definitely gotten better from last year where they just got promoted into the Premier League from, from uh, what is it, EFL Championship. Championship. Yeah. And you know, they, didn't do, they didn't do bad their first year in the Premier League. Not, not their first year in the Premier League, but their first year since getting relegated. And you know, they, they just barely scraped by to stay in, stay out of the, uh, the, the relegation race. And you know what? It's 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 definitely looking on the upwards for them. Matt Turner didn't really have an amazing game. He did what he could. Had some good those, saves. Here those and two there. goals were you couldn't do anything about that. Saka's goal you weren't going to save. Then. I was, it was kind of an own goal for that one. Yeah, the, about other one, the other one yeah. was deflected, and I think he would have saved it. He yeah. put himself in the right position mm-hmm. to save it, as any other American goalkeeper would, of course. Tim Howard, Tim Howard, the goat, the greatest American goalkeeper of all time. Oh yeah, but yeah, I thought Matt Turner looked good. Not in Forest, they they put up a fight against put up a fight against um, Arsenal. And Matt but, Turner used to play for Arsenal. Yeah, he did. He actually just got sold just got um, to Not in Forest that Wednesday before the game. So mm-hmm. three days prior to the match, he actually was just with that team, practicing with them on the same training mm-hmm. grounds. And his uh, worst nightmare um, came yeah. to life. I think it was playing mm-hmm. against them because he he knows what I they, mean. They're they, capable of. Exactly. I mean, you saw Martinelli's. He practices um, with well, them every day. Was that Martinelli flair? Was that the Nottingham game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That wasn't that wasn't the Crystal Palace game. That was yeah. From that assist to Mar- Mar- um, 
for that assist from Martinelli mm-hmm. to Nketiah. It was Nketiah with the first one. Oh, yeah, 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 another yeah. American boy, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Americans. And that's right. that's one thing. Is he American? Well, he's playing for the U.S. No, he's not. No? No, no Balogun is. Oh, my dumbass. Yeah, I got yeah. Balogun mixed up. Balogun used to play for Arsenal as well, though. Yeah. No, no, but he still plays for Arsenal. He does? Okay. Yeah, he's on the bench. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I got I got them two mixed up. But yeah, and Katia, he's sort of uh, been on a. He's in the same. What's... I feel like he's in the same boat as Balogun right now. That honestly, Balogun is looking better in in club from where he used to play. But Enketia has been on on Arsenal this entire time in the shadow of Gabriel Jesus. So there's yeah. nothing you really. Do yeah, and about even and even before Jesus got there, um, he was under the shadow of Giroud as well, and yeah. even Aubameyang. I mm-hmm. mean, oh, Enketia yeah. has yeah, just sort yeah, of been that guy yeah. where he's never really been able to get his yeah. chance, you know. Um, but now he's starting to get it with but Jesus not, being out. It? He's 24, 25? Uh, maybe 26 at the most. 26? Yeah, I think 26 at the most, definitely. Let's see. But uh, we did lose Yuri and Timber. 24, 24, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yuri and Timber, ACL tear, first game, $75 million transfer. Such a shame, man. It's a it's a shame that it happened week one for and sure. Honestly, y'all, y'all didn't get any more lucky at, at that spot the next game. Tomoyasu comes out, gets a double yellow to a red, and you know left back position is looking iffy for y'all. Yeah, I have to go with the third <clears throat> string left back. I put a, a center. I back. mean, I know I Ben White. He can play the fullback position, um, and that way you can have Gabriel and Saliba man down the center backs. Yeah, but sure, I mean, that's nothing sure. that you. Never want to do on a. I look, you like Ben basis. White more at the at the fullback position. Mm. I'm not gonna lie. He can play there, you know. He's he's and that's what's so versatile about him, and that's why I I think Arsenal. I mean, I fancy their chances again to be in the top two this year. Yeah. I mean, it's really gonna be hard to knock off Man City for anybody. And you got competitors like Newcastle now, Liverpool emerging. All their. I'm new scared fancies. of Liverpool, man. Oh yeah, you should be. Um, and then in week two, we did beat Crystal Palace one nil. Mm-hmm. Um, Odegaard looks pretty solid. He did, I think he, he did, did get a yellow in that game, though. Um, Scored the penalties. Yeah. He almost had a sniper in that game as well from deep outside the box. And you know, every single time he has the ball at his feet, he's such a creative midfielder. Probably the best cam in the world, at least in my opinion. I, I love how uh, he can just mix match, make box-to-box runs all over the defense and then just somehow snipe in a shot from outside the box. Like, this guy is doing shit that nobody in the world is doing right now. And you and have to appreciate that. Declan Rice looked iffy for me in week one, but um, I know he's a $105 million man, and you guys were yeah. telling me he's more of a defensive uh, midfielder. Um, but, you know, he kind of did redeem himself a little mm. bit. And, like, when I was watching the highlights of week two a little bit, he was kind of making some good set pieces and plays. He's a good passer. Yeah. He has really good touch on the ball. Like His, he his, motor, his motor is incredible. Is that's, incredible. That's the best thing about him. The motor is incredible. And Such you, a high level. And you, you saw it on display a lot during the World Cup and during the European competition with England as well. Mm. It's, it's just what made the name for himself, to be honest. Yeah. He never gives up at any time during the play. Such a, just a kind of a heart of the line type player. I just, I have really high hopes for Mikel Arteta with kind of any roster. I just, he kind of reminds me of like Kyle Shanahan, mm. like low key. Um, like he can kind of put together, like he can like uh, if you don't know who Kyle Shannon is, like he's probably one of the best head coaches in the NFL because he's able to kind of put together really good units of each side of the ball when mm-hmm. sometimes he goes through a lot of adversity with injury or failed picks in the draft like Trey Lance, but like it just I, I it reminds me of like his teams always succeed because of 
coach him. And I feel like Mikel Arteta, because of age and I mean, you know, he, maybe he, the grit, kind of reminds first, me of that. This is his first uh, head coaching job with Arsenal. And before, he was an assistant coach under Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. And you can just see, again, like what I was talking to you about, uh, just the, the effect that Pep Guardiola has on players. And in my opinion, if, if we're looking at accolades and what they've done in their career, Pep Guardiola is probably the greatest sporting coach of all time. Mm. And his coaching tree leaves, leaves across a trail of greatness. Xavi taking control of Barcelona right now. Mikel Arteta taking Arsenal on a near... Uh, the trophy run, getting second place, kind of choking in the last part of the season. But you see, he's playing Pep Guardiola football. When you play Pep Guardiola football, you win every single time. The only person that can beat you at Pep Guardiola football is Pep Guardiola, and that's what happened to Mikel Arteta. So, and right. just you, you see uh, the influence of uh, of of everything he does, and uh, Mikel Arteta is no different. But he knows how to win. I will say this uh, right now. You know, I don't have too much, you know, reference on the Premier League at this point. I hope to gain more. But um, right now, I think Odegaard is my favorite player in the Premier League. Which I just is a safely, really good choice. Do you know who Tashad is? I think I might try and get a jersey of his pretty soon, yeah, if or, possible. Uh, or Saka. Or Saka yeah. as well, man. You can't go wrong other way. Shit, even Martinelli. If bro, Tashad, bro. You need, you need a Tashad yeah. jersey. Tashad yeah. is raw as fuck. I just like, I really... There's no Saka, Martinelli, or Odegaard. Odegaard just, just kind of, uh, kind of just reminds me of, you know, do why I love have, soccer. Yeah, if you haven't already, do, do some more research on him and his backstory. And his his career almost didn't even pan out. Mm. It really didn't. He was, he was one of the, uh, objectively, or maybe subjectively, one of the biggest wonder kids to come around Real Madrid in years. Years and it almost didn't pan out. He wasn't able to get his foot in the door with any playing time. I mean, it's hard when you have a midfield like Tony Kroos and Luka yeah. Modric and anyone else you want to put in there, um, Casemiro and yeah, Tuchel uh, before he went to Man U. But and he had some loan stints with some teams and never really was able to make a name for himself. But then he had his transfer to Arsenal and man, he took it and ran with it. Oh, yeah. And it'll really make you appreciate him more as a player and that, that fandom will definitely yeah. develop some more. He has that fire and then he, he, he turned to a beast. I mean, he already Arsenal. already wears the captain's armband for Arsenal. Um, hasn't been there that long, you know, in regards to like other players who get that nod to be captain right away, you know. And he still really hasn't done it on the international level though with, with Norway. And I feel like it's I mean, it's kind of hard with yeah, Norway, though. That's true. That's true. But I mean, him and Holland. I mean, yeah. the two of them. I. I mean, I'd take that too. Yeah, right? that's that's an insane attacking duo. Mm. The but shadow time. striker in Odegaard and the the full time striker in Erling Holland. Like, that's a crazy matchup. And Odegaard's still only twenty four years old. Wow, he's still very young. Um, still in his peak, his mm. prime. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, still has miles left ahead of him. Which is good to hear as a as a fan of Arsenal yeah, for sure. Saka's twenty one, Marcinelli's twenty two, Declan Rice is still twenty four as well. And but um, did did you want to get into Rush, your your new club, your newfound club here? Oh yeah, I new mean, Castle, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Did you want to break down oh, yeah. what you noticed so far? I, what I've noticed so far from Newcastle is I have to say that they honestly have like really good chemistry. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they set up their shots very nicely mm-hmm. from what I saw in the first game. And that's all due to your gaffa, now, anyhow. Granted, though, since I am new to honestly watching soccer, mm-hmm. I don't really know how the other teams they faced mm-hmm. really stood yeah. in the league at all. Like, what, where, uh, whether or not they were actually a good challenge mm-hmm. for them, or whether or not they were just a walkover. I, I'd say this, both of the teams they faced, uh, they were both top six teams, uh, no, Aston Villa ended up in European competitions. Man City won the league, actually won, won the treble. I figured as much for trouble. Man Man City just because of the fact of Holland. Just mm-hmm. because, like, yeah. I even before I watched soccer or anything like that, mm-hmm. like that was a name that was oh, actually yeah, yeah. on like ESPN or something right, like that. That was right. spoken about yeah, basically. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I already quite was yeah, known yeah. of the name. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I was watching the highlights and everything, I kind of saw it and I realized, like, this dude's actually... Yeah. Like, it didn't take long. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of can realize just mm-hmm. off, yeah, like, yeah. the first couple minutes mm-hmm. of just watching him. His mentality and everything he does was just the aggression to his strength, to his attacking yeah, no, prowess. He is, he is aggressive as well. Like, mm-hmm. he, he goes in whenever, like, everybody mm-hmm. else is... Whenever, he, whenever everybody's bunching up, he's actually in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And his height is a big advantage for that because he can just get up there mm-hmm. and head that ball in. And that that first game, you know, you saw. I mean, just to start before I even say anything, uh, see a little introduction. They were they were actually bought by an oil company not that long ago. I believe and you told it's, me that. It's yes. crazy that they these players have such good chemistry with each other because they're all kind of newly bought within mm-hmm. these past four to you know three years. And yeah, Newcastle's the same way too. Mm-hmm. I think Newcastle will sort of turn out to be the same about three four years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you definitely put yeah. the right glove to start following. Yeah, did. And Alexander Izak, bright striker in the middle, just got my favorite midfielder in the entire world stolen from my club, Sandra Tonali. But uh, yeah, no, and his goal was nice. Mm-hmm. He jumped right in there. He jumped right in that fucking. Ding. Oh my gosh! Six minutes kid, in, flying to the six six minutes minutes in. into his Premier League debut. He's he's the most expensive Italian player ever sold. Hmm. So there you go. This was a good good ups on on Newcastle United. Big what were your thought? Who did they play week one? They played Aston Villa. Yes. And did they win? Yes, mm-hmm. they won five one. Five one. Holy shit! Yeah. Like Caden was saying Aston Villa was a top six team last and year, and they got and better. That, and they got and better. And they got better. Every they single did. time there was always like, there was basically a point where his name Alexander Gordon. He's uh, uh Anthony Gordon. Or, Anthony Gordon? Anthony Gordon and Alexander Isak. Anthony Gordon's on the, the left Oh, okay, wing. yes. Anthony Gordon. Sorry, I got them mixed up. Mm-hmm. But every, whenever Anthony Gordon, I think, I believe it was the first goal the, to oh, yeah, Tanali, yeah, yeah. he mm-hmm. passed it all the way from the corner and just kicked it right and, up. And you saw his off-ball movement where he passed it back to Bruno. Mm-hmm. Bruno passed it back to him, and his off-ball movement was to run back, draw yeah. the defender, and then dash up the sideline, get the ball, and just pop that shit over all the defenders. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, yeah, beautiful I think, setup. I think Newcastle's biggest thing is going to be their defense. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they have the midfield. They have the attacking prowess. We know that. They have oh, yeah. the goalie. Nick Pope is no slouch. Mm-hmm. It's just the, that back line does. Defense, it does yeah. worry me. Um, I mean, they've only allowed two goals in two games. They allowed one to Man City, which is, I mean... That's good. That's yeah, There's yeah. always something that you're not going to like lose sleep over yeah. if you only allow one goal to Man City. Um, then they scored five on Aston Villa. And Aston Villa just won... 5-0 or 4-0 against Everton. Well, Everton's another story for another day. They're oh, just yeah. looking so bad right now. They've oh, been yeah, bro. clean Pickford sheet. can't save they've, Pickford can't save They've been shut out twice. And I think the first game was against Brentford and now Aston Villa. And yeah, didn't just, Brentford beat them 3-0? Yep. Beat them oh. 3-0. Then 
Uh, Aston Villa just beat them 4-0. Oh but I think God. back to this matchup, though, between Aston Villa and Newcastle. When they play again this year um, in Aston Villa, I think it's going to be a lot different of a game. I think Newcastle will still squeeze out of it, but it's not going to be like a 1 or 5-1 yeah, type of game. Yeah, it's not going like, to be like that. That was one of those games where... I mean, the first game of the season, Newcastle just came out of the gate and everything yeah. was just going right for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Aston Villa had some chances too. I mean, Nick Pope was just coming up to the to the back yeah. now and was and was making his saves. But come their second matchup this year, that's going to be one of the better matchups mm-hmm. of the season, oh, yeah. in my opinion, because right. they're both sort of scratching at that like elite tier that Man City and Arsenal mm-hmm. are at right now. Yeah, but they're not. At that mid-table level, they're like mm-hmm. sitting right in between, okay. like three, four, five, six, and seven, like that area of the table. And there's a lot of grit and competition and intensity yeah, between every, between not just those two teams, but every team in that in that gap. So mm-hmm. okay. anytime that teams within that that three to seven range meet up this year, it's it's going to be something to watch. Mm-hmm. I saw the wrote down Nick Pope <clears throat> rush. What did you think of the the keeper for Newcastle in the first two weeks? Honestly, think he's really good. Yeah, I think I think I think personally he had. It was he had five saves in week one, right? He had five saves in in week one, and then I believe he had he had three uh, against uh, Manchester City Ooh, as well. Honestly. It's hard to even mm-hmm. save anything. Yeah, yeah. Holland, I mean, yeah. When you have three saves, you have one by Holland had four shots at least, and then mm-hmm. I think I don't know how I've never looked how many were on target, but and the, still honestly, though that's four thing, shots by him, bro. Yeah, but the the one thing I, I love about Nick Pope's style of play and my favorite keeper in the world, Mike Mignon, they they play that sweeper keeper style, and you notice some of the better keepers in the world and some of the more fun keepers in the world to watch are the sweeper keepers. Mm-hmm. You know, they they go out make a name for themselves. They don't give a shit. They dive at the feet. They jump up for balls. Mm-hmm. And I love to see it. Just the heart of a lion and a keeper. And yeah. Nick Pope has that fire in his belly. You yeah. know what I mean? At all times, never quit. Go grind for the ball. And it was showcased in that in that Aston Villa match on high. He came out, season debut, looked like a fucking champ. Top three goalie in, in uh, probably in the Premier League right now. I think he's better than Emmy Martinez. People people might, uh, might say otherwise, but... I think he is. I um, think he is too. I mean, I one's a World Cup one and goalie one is a, so that's always going to be that's true. That's held true. against one another. But mm. but right now, as of right I now, think I've always been, been more of a fan of Pope than Martinez myself. Any other notations that you had for for the first two weeks there, Rush? I mean, I'm sure, there's a lot that happened in that five-one victory against Ashton Villa. Maybe something that we left out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that there were 17 shots taken. 13 of which were on target. Wow. And four of which were off. Damn. No, sorry. Two. Two were off. Two were only off. Damn. That's crazy. Especially getting past uh, all of Aston Villa as well. They have great coaching in Umay Emery. And just honestly, you could see that the chemistry was a little bit off with Aston Villa. They have a bunch of new signings as well. Just kind of the same boat as, as Newcastle. One of those up and coming new, like a bunch of new, new kids in the, in the squad. And they weren't really melding as well together as Newcastle was. Uh, and you could definitely see that Newcastle was exposing the holes. But I feel like they it, it was just, it came down to the coaching in, in that one. Yeah. You have to respect your coach, Eddie Howe, for that. Going against Una Emery, one of the better coaches in the world right now. 
it, he was able to put his squad better together than Unai was, and that's just that's that's honestly the, the best summary of what what happened. There. And honestly, I fuck with Newcastle's kits. I can't mm. lie, they really? yeah. you were hating on no, them. That was me. That was me. Them shits are ugly, bro. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't like them. I don't like the black and white pinstripes. I, I, I don't mind those. Thing I did I don't notice like the though about Newcastle was that the both games of which. They showed that they were able to get the ball a little bit more because they had over they had seven interceptions in each game, in which the other team only had four. Oh, okay. And so, pretty much, it kind of, in my opinion, like I think. In and by interceptions, he means turnovers. I, do they call them interceptions? Yeah, in it's soccer? listed on the. It's okay. listed on that on the okay. stats and everything. Is that like when you steal like a pass like <coughs> midway? Yeah, just yeah. like intercepting a pass in football. Yeah, so like, and a turnover is when they like like body a guy right and then take it. They they actually I think they list that as a tackle on the yeah. stats. Yeah, they, they just list it as a tackle. Okay. And then that's listed as like tackles one. I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, tackles one, tackles lost. Wait, continue with what you were saying, Rush. But they. They kind of showed that, you know, they're kind of on the ball, you know. They're keeping track of who's it going to, and they're kind of quick to get to it, in my mm-hmm. opinion, as well. A lot of pressure. Yeah, they're able to apply that pressure in order to get that ball and squeeze it out of the offense. Right. And when they get the ball, they move fast, too. Mm-hmm. They do not hesitate. But um, anything from week two that we missed out on, or is that about it for uh, for Newcastle there? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's about it. I mean, uh, actually, no, sorry. Nick Pope, he had about. Um, sorry, I'm on a blank, but blocks. Oh, it's, it's kind of like. Um, I don't really know. I feel like that's kind of like the times when he, he runs out and saves shit like a safety keeper, kind of. Like, okay. Like puts his body, I guess. Or um, maybe it's. Um, like say on a corner, corner kick comes in yeah, and he yeah, just like, punches yeah. it out. Mm, maybe, oh, maybe, yeah. No, I think that that would, that would be a, a clear, right? We sound like fucking noobs. I don't bro. fucking know. Like I've been watching. So- I <laughs> I don't even know, bro. I didn't even know. I would imagine stats. it's like it's got to be like a corner kick type shit, and then the, he, know, like you said, clears. blocks it out of there. Yeah. You know? know, but I mean, obviously you have a really good keeper. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they. He's only allowed two goals in two games, and they're one and one. So I mean, that's not a bad start to the season, honestly. They lost to, like we said, a really good fucking team. And they beat a really good team. Mm-hmm. They beat they a really a good, good team. team. They beat a really good team. But um, Brandon, did you want to go ahead and take helm here on your club and what they started with here? Yeah. So, and I'll preface preface it with this: Man City's not my actual club. I don't root for Man City. I don't really support them at all. I just root for Holland and I follow Holland and wherever he goes. Um, just, I mean, you guys know if you've tuned in before, diehard Dortmund fan. Um, ever since I started following soccer, Dortmund's what got me into it. Marco Royce um, as a player, then just the kids, the fans, the atmosphere, the stadium. Um, and that's where Holland came from as well. Originally came from Salzburg, went to Dortmund, but that's where he just burst onto the international and European scene. Literally just busted all over everyone's bundles. <laughs> day in and day out, was either farting on people or just busting oh, on yeah. the bundles, bro. And came into Man City last year, set the fucking Premier League record in goals with 36, won the treble his first season in the Premier League, and I just don't know how you can even try to script a better yeah. start than that. Um, so that's that's just who I'm going to follow throughout the Premier League season because I don't really have a team in the Premier League that I uh, per se support. Like I do Dortmund, but I mean, pretty much the start you would expect from Man City. 
Um, two victories so far. One nil victory over Newcastle this past week, which was a good game. And, you know, I would be more, I guess, on the positive side of things as a Newcastle fan than a Man City fan after that, after that outcome. Because I think City fans would expect to win that game more handedly than 1-0. Um, yeah. But then as a Newcastle fan, you're like, shit, we're right there with Man City, you know? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, then last week they had a, uh, they started Friday night. They opened up against Burnley and had a 3-0 win. Holland bursted onto the scene with a goal in the first four minutes, then his second in the 36th minute, and just picked up right where he left off. Rodri, Rodri had a goal as well. And... I mean, whether it's Man City or Arsenal, two top teams last year, both just picked up where they left off, and both looking like champions um, once again. And I think that's going to be sort of the main story of this season with Liverpool getting in there as well with that top three. I'm really fucking scared of Liverpool, dude. I, I, I'll get into that. But, I mean, really not much else to say. The one thing um, that, that is really important to know for City is Kevin De Bruyne. Has gone down with another hamstring injury. Mm. Um, I don't think oh, there's been reports. Pep Guardiola is getting back surgery as well. He's gonna be really? Out. He'll be out for two weeks. Wow. The next two next two weeks he's gonna be out. And then let me actually pull up their schedule then for upcoming games. But yeah, De Bruyne is out with another hamstring injury. I don't think there's been any news as far as the timetable. But if you're a soccer fan, odds are you know who. Kevin De Bruyne is by far the best midfielder in the world. Right, one of the greatest. Maybe, I think when it's all said and done, I think he'll be the, of all time. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be the greatest Premier League midfielder of all time. Mm. And that'll be Chelsea's biggest mistake ever, is letting him go. Yeah. That's I mean, Chelsea's biggest mistake. Yeah, even Wolfsburg for letting him go again. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we were watching all 36 of Holland's goals last season when he came in, and I should you not, probably about 75% of those were assisted from De Bruyne. You saw it time and time again, whether it was it's with his crosses cross. or his just long through balls, where you're like, "How do you even see that?" It's almost like mother. Like, like how do you like, even how do you even like vision that out in mm-hmm. your head to where you can envision Holland being right there and that ball is gonna go through all these fucking people on the line? Mm-hmm. Then Holland's just gonna magically get him six foot seven <laughs> up there in, in <laughs> full stride. His big head just. It's so well, it's such really a, it's so beautiful to watch. It really is. It is. Uh, but I mean, the next game is against Sheffield United. So I mean, I'm not okay. too worried about not yeah, having De Bruyne or Pep Guardiola for those ones. Then yeah. after that they play. After that they play Fulham. So I mean, they don't really have a notable game until West Ham on September 16th. Yeah, I think y'all got that. Yeah. Then even <laughs> the month oh of September God. we played Nottingham Forest and oh Wolves. I think Man City will get out to like a 10 and 0 start. I really oh do. Key, bro. Ooh. Then they face Arsenal in the first match. And Brighton and Man United. Those so October's gonna be teams. the first month to where we really get to see the real test of Man City. <coughs> Excuse me. And if they have a like the equivalent to a Super Bowl hangover, a treble hangover. Yeah. Like a treble isn't something that gets done. Every back year. to back, or just—I mean—you don't see that really a lot often, where mm-hmm. a team wins their domestic league, their domestic tournament, and their European Champions tournament, league tournament, uh, tournament as well. Um, just all-out domination. Yep, and Holland was at the center of all of it. He, he really was, but and he was farting that, his way there to victory. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's what gives him his little <laughs> boost. boost of speed, honestly, dude. <laughs> Bro, the um, man probably eats boost. like a bowl of chili he, before every match. And he lets the hair down, and it's just unstoppable. Yeah, but well, when that happens, it's unstoppable. You can't. They, there's nothing you can do about it. Bro, that would, like, honestly, bro, like, you know, that looks like me out there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just with black hair. Yeah. All right, I'm leaving, Kidding. Bro. I'm leaving. 
Um, no, that man is a physical specimen bred in a lab <laughs> made like for this game. Side by side of Trevor and Holland. <laughs> Jesus. No, it was, was six foot seven right jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy's massive, bro. He's huge, bro. He's jack. He's, 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 he's a yeah, stallion. For the, for the most part, nothing much to touch on with with um, Man City other than just keeping an eye out for De Bruyne. Then just, I think they're just going to be smooth sailing until mm. Arsenal comes to town or. I forget where they're playing on that game, but they're just so fucking good, dude. And they just signed Jeremy Doku as well, who was a very, very skillful, pacey, and just hard to fucking stop winger. Yes. I only know him from his international. Game. I honestly, I think this dude's like five seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just a little fucking burst. Five eight. He's five eight, one forty six. He's, he's a rocket a, ship. He's just a little fuck. He's like a Darren Sproles out on the pitch. Oh, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. And he's fast, pacey, skillful, and he can whip in crosses like it's nobody's business. On Probably the has massive leg muscles. Yeah, he... I mean, to give you an equivalent, being a Rowdy's <laughs> fan, like Jer- uh, Ryan Spalding would be a close oh, thing. Oh, I was about to say. But um, I would still take Doku over Spalding any day. I, but, are you sure about that? I'm, because sure I, about you know that, what? I'm just, I'm just going to say this because, I've, again, you put the Rowdies against okay. Man United. <laughs> or Man okay, City. Okay. I, I think Rowdies win 5-0. Like, mm. handedly. I mean, lasso <laughs> on the pitch of any pitch across any any spectrum of the world. I'm sorry I'm veering off here, but I mean, Forrest Lasso on any pitch across the world. I think your your club is winning that match. So I'm just I'm putting that out I think, there. Yeah. I think we just, I, I, I think, I think can anyone argue that statement? Um, just give you an idea. Doku's, I think it's actually pronounced Yarami. Yarami Doku. Yarami not, Doku. Not quite sure, okay. but his nickname is the Belgian Flash. Uh, Just to give you an idea, because he plays for Belgium's international team. He actually used to be listed at 5'7", 130 when he first got brought up to the team. But he's, he's, like I said, he's known for his creativity, he's known for his dribbling and his speed and something like that. What team did he play for before? I think Anderlecht. Um, No, Stade René. Stade René. So essentially um, what you're saying is only one uh, man on earth can lock him down, and that is a man named Forrest fucking Lasso. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine a 5'7 guy going up against I unfortunately don't think we'll ever see Forrest Lasso uh, in the Premier League. Uh, so, but you know what we do? <clears throat> Arsenal, you know what? Just give it a shot. I think, we start, I think it's a good time to start talking about Liverpool, because they have a mountain man, uh, Virgil van Dijk. And uh, <laughs> you know what? That man is also being a good pair up against Ibrahim uh, Konate. Great game against Chelsea. Chelsea just... Uh, it's been the story of the Chelsea should have won that game, though. No, honestly, I think they should have. And, you know, they've been beating us all summer long in terms of transfer and... and just stealing people Yeah, from I know. We, every single person we've tried to get, someone's stolen from us. Like, we have no pull. We were trying yeah. to get... We were trying to get uh, Jude Bellingham. Trying to get Enzo Fernandez, trying to get Moises Caicedo, trying to get Romeo Lavia, and Enzo's looked good so far. Three of those players with the Chelsea. He, he did just us. miss. He did just miss a penalty against West Ham, but Enzo's he looked good in that. No, 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 he didn't miss a penalty. He gave or up he, a penalty. No, Enzo. Oh, Enzo, Enzo, oh, Enzo, Enzo had his oh, Enzo. penalty shot yeah, yeah. saved, but yeah, Crusado mm-hmm. um, did give up a penalty as well. It was, I mean, it was in the 95th minute, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not going to matter too much. He's but, gassed at that point. But he, he, no, he, no, he was brought on as a sub. He was still on, so yeah, he was still fresh. But he's $150 million. You don't fucking do that on your debut, I don't care what minute Compared to James Ward-Prowse, who Yeah, James Ward-Prowse and Sunday Tonali had a better than essentially what I'm hearing is if Charlie Dennis took that shot. Essentially some beauty. Liverpool went through a, a red card too to Alexis McAllister, and it ended up trying to be a, a, a three-match suspension. And and that that 
It was the most bullshit red card I've ever seen in my entire life. It was it was at, at least a, a yellow card. I would have been like, okay, if it was a foul. You know what I mean? They gave him a fucking a red card and a three match suspension. The highest suspension you could, or one of the highest suspensions you could do with a red card for something who was some pussy shit. But that just got overturned today, thank God. Uh, but Luis Diaz came in, God damn it. Why scored can't he... again in his in the second game, two goals, yep. two, uh, two games. It's, first, in his I'm first season, you, number seven. I'm, number seven I'm scared. I'm scared. He's a beast, bro. Team, He's man. a beast. He, he, you guys he, he had twenty six shots. You guys had twenty six shots against Bournemouth. Twenty six shots. Bournemouth is no, they're not the best team in the world to be to be putting us up against and compare our, uh, our 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 great players against. But you know what? They shine. Mo Salah came out there and had a goal. And uh, Luis Diaz had his amazing, it was like a pop-up and yep. kind of like a... Diogo Jota got himself a goal, but I mean, you yeah, just go and down... that was after a red card, too. And you just go down the Callister. list, dude. There's not there's not one hole in this Liverpool team. Mm-hmm. Whether you have Alexander-Arnold no, or I Andrew Robertson. Cam is our... Is our, is our you don't our even list. need it. Just play McAllister. Yeah, McAllister, no, McAllister at, uh, at CDM. No, you, I hate that, bro. I don't like McAllister at CDM. Well, it just depends on the formation, but McAllister is a cam. There's no reason he should be playing anywhere but a cam. You have every position you need. I like Sobazai at cam, though. I want him at cam, and then, and then uh, McAllister yes, at It doesn't matter, though. You're still back to the point where like you have people to play there. You're, just, you're not yeah. playing that formation. So there's, there's not one hole on this mm-hmm. roster, whether it's Shabazzlai, Yota, Diaz, Salah, McAllister, Gakpo, Shabazzlai, Robertson, Kanate, Dyke, Becker, well, look, that's Jacko, whole, we're playing Jacko at center mid as well. I don't yeah. really like that. You know, he's a striker. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck Jurgen Klopp's doing, but still, there's just as far as on your lineup, there's not one hole on this team. There isn't. And I feel like it, it is it is put on full display whenever we play as well. Play such so well so well melded together. I want to talk about Dominic Sobosai as well. You know, a big name coming out of Bundesliga. I know you're a Bundesliga guy, and uh, I was hearing best, a lot of rumbling about him when he was signing. coming into the league. Yeah, definitely our best signing. By by a mile, our best signing. He's already made an immediate impact. But I remember some people talking about him having a, a Erling Haaland type effect on the league. I, honestly, that's a one of a kind type effect in the league. But anyone who speaks that highly of any type of player, I didn't watch him in Bundesliga at all. But from the games that I picked up, <laughs> I, I'm gonna lie, I, I'm excited to what he what he can bring for the rest of the season. Mm. What we've already seen. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit shaky at the start of that Liverpool game against Bournemouth as well. We went down 1-0 against a team that we should be dominating all 90 minutes we're on the pitch. And, uh, you know, we made up for it absolutely 20 minutes later. A wonder goal from Luis Diaz, followed up by a good goal from Mo Salah, and then a red card from McAllister, and then just finished it off with Jota on top. And, uh, honestly, nothing more you can ask for. Really, this is the best outcome I could have possibly thought of. Except, uh, one better outcome would have been more goals, and I'm okay with three. I'm not yeah, you're never gonna get too upset. I'm not too three greedy. goals, man. I'm not too greedy. But uh, and, you know, one thing we can talk about just an absolute flop. Someone who is being too greedy is Chelsea. They they're just they're just trying to buy everybody. I think it's gonna meld well together. We will save a little bit of the Chelsea discussion for Thane. Yeah, yeah. I just want to talk a little bit about Moises Caicedo and uh, things that happened over there. They got Nicholas Jackson, who's a special striker. He really is. He showcased his abilities just to dart around the field against Liverpool in his debut. Had an amazing debut. And uh, who's that? Like Chukameka? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he had, he had that wonder goal from, from 19 years from old, left side man. of the box. 19 years old. I believe in FIFA. And this is like amazing like matchup here, but FIFA he's like 70 overall, and he's a, he's a starting winger for Chelsea, actually doing well. And uh, it it was just came down to again them not welding well together. West Ham came out and smacked him. 3-1. What did you say? A $150 million man comes on the pitch and fucking ghosts the entire time he's on there. Actually, no, he doesn't ghost. He just makes a shit ton of mistakes and at the end, he uh, concedes a penalty. $150 million? You know, how much was Ward-Prowse? He yeah. had two assists. Shadow yeah. Tonali was $80 million. He had you're a not, wonder goal. You're not always going to come on and just flash like that no, in, a, in no, a new no, system, no, no. in a new squad or anything, regardless of how much money that was spent on you. And but I feel like I you think a little this. I think a little bit of this is coming from your upsetness of not being able to sign him with Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe. And also Romeo Lavia. I actually fucking hate Chelsea now, bro. I'm not gonna lie. They're pulling all the players from us. Yeah, Chelsea's woes are definitely one thing that stood out to me. But it's only two weeks in. They have the pieces. They have the coach, in my opinion. They have the gaffer. They have the right man leading it. And do they have the gaffer though? Do they have the gaffer? I think so. For, for what for the state of this club, before we get like too deep into it, just for the state of this club, I think I think he is the right man to try to pull them out of this. Cause I don't know what they're on right now, but ever since they won that Champions League, it's just been a downhill, downhill spiral. spiral. Like if, to, to say for for lack of better terms, and I think it's like. I think it's going to be equivalent to like what the Rams are going through in the NFL right now. Like sold their soul to win a title, and it's just like, what what do you have to show for it now? You know, just years of despair. Afterwards. I don't know. I don't know if it, they they did it like that because they they they're actually buying for the future. The Rams just fucking yeah, sold the yeah, future. Yeah. As far as just like how they've been though, ever since they've just like performance on the pitch since they've been at the top of the top, mm. it's just been downhill ever since. Um, but it's just, they just have to figure out their attacking. Once they figure out their attacking, we'll be fine. Um, one thing that stood out to me this weekend was obviously, or just the first two weeks in general, obviously, like I said, we have Arsenal, Man City that are just looking like they're picking up right where they left off as two of the top teams in the entire league. But I was, as far as like looking outside of the elite of the elite, you know, the City, the Liverpool, the, the um, Arsenal, whatnot, you got Brighton at the top of the table right now. Two and zero with uh, two four one victories. Yeah, I mean, Thomas looking like one of the best wingers in the world. I mean, it was Fuck. one one was over uh, Lutton Town, and the other one this Not past too week. Impressive, but the other one this past week. Let me double check on that off the top of my head. I'm having a brain fart. It was Wolves, which I mean, yeah, not impressive Wolves, at all either. Yeah, they might get relegated this season. But yeah. I mean, to be top of the table after two weeks on goal differential, shout out to Brighton. Mm. Brentford sitting at fourth place right now. So you have... Without two, Ivan Tony. Yeah, without t- Ivan Tony. So you have two teams right now on the top four after two weeks where it's like, who the fuck thought these guys would be here? Shit. But honestly, it was just the, the first two yeah, weeks. Yeah, so you, you're you never going to... You remember last season when Man United were bottom of the table? Yeah, and they... Two weeks? Yeah, you're, so you're never going to write home too much about it, but... It's just it's it's always cool to see these teams have their little moments of glory at the top or at the top when the season is fresh like this. Like Tottenham. Yeah. Like Tottenham. I mean Tottenham, they they might be back. You, yeah, know? you know that's what people were saying last season and they had their little grace when they were undefeated for like that that nine game stretch and then Tottenham just became Tottenham again and we realized that they're the bottle jobs and they can't do anything right. And one thing this is it's a consistent theme throughout these first two weeks is um, I wanted to touch on is 
losing your best player isn't always the worst thing for you. Yeah. Um, you have Tottenham lost Harry Kane, and you see the start that they're at. Um, one win, one draw. AC Milan almost, uh, Sandro Tonali was probably our second best player. You know, we lost him, and I feel like we've gotten better. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just talking about the Premier League in general. I mean, McAllister left Brighton, Casado left mm-hmm. Brighton, and I just talked about how Brighton's at the top of the table yeah. right now. But Brentford, we, have, we have to see them as formidable. Opponent, yeah, 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 but, but still, it's, it's cool to see that, like, it's not always the end of the world whenever your best player is gone. Yeah. Ivan Tony's not there. Brentford's looking good. You know, so even without West Ham, they lost Declan Weiss, and they just beat the shit out of Chelsea. Oh, yeah, they did. And West Ham's looking good now, too. So it's cool to see that all these teams lost their best players, and all these teams are performing better than a lot of other teams that didn't lose their best players. Ward Prowse was a wonder signing. Yeah. He and was he's, a wonder signing. My prediction is he's going to break the... Um, He's gonna break the Premier League records this year for the most assists off set pieces or corners. Mm. He's only right seven away Look, now. Remember, those, remember all those highlights I was showing you of him being the, the fucking best free kick taker in the world? Oh yeah, absolutely, just dead ball specialist. He, he needs nine more assists, mm. then um, he'll break that record held by Chris Brunt. Chris Brunt, who's in front of him? Chess Fabregas, Chess Harrison. Some 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 great company. Yep. He's already in great company. Jeez. And um, I think this is a perfect place to kind of wrap it up. I mean, yeah. We'll have plenty more to talk about. I'm sure we'll try and pump one of these episodes out at least once a week. Try next episode, man. Um, we'll definitely have to get more people on. Um, and we might have to do even two episodes a week just so that we don't have like six guys on at once, you know. So it's not too crazy. But uh, just be on the lookout for solo episodes of this little series. Make sure you're staying tuned on our Instagram, Twitter, threads, and TikTok at Tea Time Reports. And if you have any constructive criticism, if you want to get in touch with us by any means, our email is in there. Um, anything along those lines, any kind of support is greatly appreciated. This is Trevor, Rush, and Brandon and Caden, and we're signing off. And make sure you're tuned into this series, especially if you're a Premier League fan. Peace. Peace. Peace.